Hello and welcome to this somewhat unique episode of the Get Your Film Fix podcast. I'm Lee Carlo, as always, with Chapin Hemingway and Jeremy Fisk. Uh, before we get going, I do want to just say that for everyone who sent us voice recordings with their favorite films of 2019, first of all, thank you, but I do have some bad news for you, and you will not be hearing your voice on this episode. Oh no, because Lee, what do you mean? You will be hearing yourself on the actual Fixie Award show next what? week. Imagine, minds blown. So yeah, so we, we made a quick uh, a decision. Smarter heads to, prevailed. We made a decision to uh, not play those clips on this episode, but rather to play them uh, amidst our discussion of the best of 2019 on our next show, which is coming up, recording this coming Saturday, February 8th. I know I'm very excited about it. Guys, how are you feeling? Uh, I... I am super Speechless. excited. <laughs> I'm super Speechless. excited about it. It's it's uh, it's going to be a rough week for me, but I will, uh, uh, you know, I will rally and I will be there and excited about the fixies. Excellent. Yeah. So I'm looking at my. Can I comment? Jesus. Yeah, I was going to say so, Chapin. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at my list right now, and I'm. And I mean, I got some stuff to add to it, but I'm very I very excited. I, I thought you were going to say, I'm looking at my calendar now, and I can squeeze it in. Yeah, no, no, no. I've, I've cleared the day for this, so of course. So, Lee, you ta- we have a, like a group chat about, obviously, um, the podcast and stuff, but uh, Lee, you mentioned that you're, you're kicking your family out of your house. I am, and actually, so we're, we're, we're starting recording at 1.30 Eastern time. Um, they're going to be out of here by 9.30 in the morning. Yeah, give you some time to prepare. Yep. So they will be out of my mansion for the entire uh, entire day. I'm going to have to step right out. Although hopefully, I mean, the cleaner has called me several times telling me they just can't get these stains out of my suit. But <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. Um, so realistically, there's a world where <laughs> your, your wife and your son are out of the house and you and me are in suits. <laughs> This in is your, going, in the basement. In the basement, <laughs> drinking champagne. Drinking champagne bottles. Yeah, plural. Um, Wait, no, no, no. There should only be one bottle. This. I'm getting worried about this, guys. That you. No, you, don't you can, worry. Don't worry. I really have, I'm. <laughs> I have. Look. I mean, Jeremy's literally going to be sitting at a table within arm's reach of about 200 bottles of wine. So oh my we'll God. we'll see what happens. Uh, humble um, brag. All right. He's a humble yeah. brag. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, let's get serious here. I'm actually really excited about this show. We're going to be uh, doing a decade show of sorts. We actually haven't really had a chance to talk about the, the 2010s decade in too much detail. Um, so I'm actually really interested to hear you guys' more broader thoughts. I mean, we did our top fives of the decade we did that with brantley back on our 100th episode so i know your favorites um and well, of course that, we're there's gonna... a question there's a, there's a question in there there is yeah in whether that, or not our favorites th- changed yeah if, if, if anything's changed since then well yeah well, do you want to go we'll, over those you... I, I will i have that listed mm-hmm. um great and um what we are going to do is 100% avoid 2019, however. We're not going to discuss anything about that year from now moving forward on this episode as we have that all planned for the Fixies. Um, but we did our best of the decade on our 100th episode, 
and it wasn't either one of your number ones, but the social network, I think, would have uh, received the most uh, quote-unquote fixie points as the best movie of the decade. So we'll, we'll discuss whether or not that holds up. Um, but I figured, why don't we start with 2010 and kind of work through each year. Um, we'll talk a little bit about you know, things that won Fixies when there were Fixie shows and how those movies held up. Maybe there's some other movies from those years that have uh, come around or grown on you. And then we'll talk a little bit. What is the, I was I was putting my notes together. What is the other show, like the award show that, that they do that, I can't remember the name of it. Um, it's, it's the Oscars, the, the Oscars, Oscars. That's what it is. Okay. And so we'll, what in the years we didn't do fixies, we'll talk about what won the, at the Oscars. It's interesting how quickly since the fixies has been back, everybody's sort of forgotten about the Oscars, but anyway, avian um, awards. Is that it? The what? Is that what it's called? What's the porn award? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, although if I did, then I'd only have to watch the best. <laughs> Seen all the great. Yeah, it's Avian. I was, I was, wow. I was right. <laughs> Good job. So, Kirby. yeah, I, I googled it. So, um, if you don't hear from me for a little bit, and <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. 2010 Social Network. Uh, won the Fixie for Best Picture. It also won Best Screenplay. The King's Speech won Best Picture at the Oscars. Some other Oscar nominees that year, 127 Hours, Black Swan, Inception, The Fighter, The Kids Are All Right, Toy Story 3, True Grit, and Winter's Bone. Uh, so, guys, first Weirdly, impressions. Winter's Bone won the AVN that year. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Guys, first 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 thoughts, broad thoughts on 2010. How do you remember that year? Fondly? Well, I, I do think we got it right. We with, did. Uh, the we Fixies. Did. The Fixies got it right with Social Network, and I think Social Network will be sort of, like if we put a barometer on it and, and, and put Social Network there, as we go through the years, we see, we'll, we'll ask ourselves, where does this rank uh, in comparison to Social Network? So I think that's a good start to the decade um and it was also the fixie best picture and we'll see as we go through this if it, it, it if it you know stands the test the of time of the yeah Wait, I, um, did you guys do a fixies that year i don't think you did we did, did yeah we did you did yep. that I, I wasn't know, on it I, so it doesn't no, really count. that was so that was when it was just me jeremy and brantley and and social network was the unanimous uh best picture winner it also won best screenplay and best director um I also believe it won Best Actor for Jesse Eisenberg. So it, it did really well at the Fixies in 2010, no surprise. Um, the King's Speech winning Best Picture at the Oscars is a little strange, but I will say in terms of nominations and just looking at the, you know, some of the other movies I sent you guys, I mean, I think they got the nominations pretty right, right? I mean, like, there's some really good movies listed on that got nominated for Best Picture. 127 Hours, Black Swan, Inception, Toy Story 3... True Grit, Fighter. I mean, well, what's interesting is going into that year, Inception was the movie that we were most excited about, and it was also our very first podcast. It was. That's a yeah. And uh, look, 2010. I think it, they did. Didn't the Ringer do like a best trailers competition of all time? And Social Network and Inception were number one and number two. Yeah. I mean those those movies were. I don't know that I've anticipated a movie nearly as much as those two movies since then 
Yeah, I mean, if we were to rank best uh, trailers of the decade, I think that would be uh, at least both of those would be those top two five. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other movies from from 2010 that you guys can think of that deserve mention? Dogtooth. Dogtooth. It's right. Dogtooth. That's one that me, Jeremy I haven't it, seen. Is is one that I I bring up quite often. Um, Blue Valentine sort of introduced us to Ryan Gosling as well. No, that's not true. I, I want to say as a good actor, yeah, but Nelson, really it's half I mean, Nelson. Yeah. yeah, is where you you saw that. Never saw. Um, One hundred twenty seven hours. I, I wanted to ask you guys about that movie. Have you mm-hmm. seen that since two thousand ten? Like, how does that movie I don't think feel so. like it holds up to you? I think I've seen it one more time. Does that movie hold up? Like, we certainly have uh, derided Danny Boyle a little bit this year <laughs> with uh, Yesterday. Mm-hmm. 127 Hours certainly much more up his alley. I, I, You know, that movie and Black Swan sort of fall into the same category as me. Chapin, I know you loved Black Swan, but are afraid mm-hmm. to see it again. I am. Um, yeah, I uh, <clears throat> that was one of those experiences, and I think 127 Hours is similar, where you see the film and you're so enraptured with it, and then something kind of nags at you a couple of weeks after you've seen it, where you like say, "You know that it's yeah, you know it's probably not yeah. as good as you thought." Like, yeah, it's definitely, yeah, and it's definitely not, true. it's not, it's not so much that. It's just that like you think you have such a a good experience with it, but you want to. Preserve, preserve it that. and something yeah. about you thinks that if you go and look and and watch it again you may you may it, your estimation might go down a little bit there's a bunch of movies that we're going to discuss uh throughout this decade that i think fall into that category and i think there should be a name for that because it's i think it's so true and like it's just these movies that you're afraid to see again because you don't want to ruin what <clears throat> great experience you had but it, I um, think you 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 raise an interesting point, Lee, which is that you know I'm looking at the nominations now, and of course King's Speech won, Tom Hooper won, um, and one thing that I learned from the Ringer podcast that you probably learned as well, Lee, is that you know so especially since they've done the new up to ten um, best picture, which this, this 2010 would have been the second year they did that, right? It started in 2009 after yeah, the, the, yep, yep. after the Dark Knight, um, and you can see that like um, since then there's been a lot of divergence between director winners and then the best picture winner. So yes. for whatever reason, um, the it used to preferential, always felt like it coincided. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. I'm of course famously, um, you know, uh, St- yeah, Spielberg won director yeah. for uh, saving private Ryan. And then it didn't win best picture, but you know, this, Who that's a, directed Shakespeare in love. John Madden. Does anybody know? Okay. All right. Sorry. Sidebar there. Um, anyway, so, uh, but you, you look back and, um, you know, like, so Argo won and Ben Affleck wasn't even nominated. Like, that that happens very, very rarely. But you look back in 2010. Well, in Green Book, right, of course. King's Speech, Tom Hooper won Best Director as well, and it won Best Picture. That seems like the wrong choice. I mean, Tom Hooper, like, not only in, you know, of the nine movies nominated that year, choosing the King speech, but also in sort of anointing the future best, you know, directors of our generation. Tom Hooper has only made crap since this film. I like the King speech, but, um, you know, you look at Darren Aronofsky, David O. Russell, David Fincher, and the, the Coen brothers, all of them have done, gone on to do, you know, pretty decent work. Um, Whereas right, but what's in- made cats this year. Yeah, made cats. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting is that 
sometimes, like, this is an example of the Oscars taking things in a yearly vacuum and not like there's nobody on that board or whatever any dga member or that's voting that i think earnestly thinks um aronofsky is not a better director than tom hooper um but they're they're looking at the year or david and, fincher yeah or david fincher and yeah and looking at the year and saying hey this is what i think is the best representative to win the best picture and best director for this year. Yeah. For whatever reason it may be. And then there's times where they're like, okay, well, we haven't given Scorsese a dire- uh, directing Oscar yet. We better do it now. So it's yeah. kind of it's kind of a weird thing. Whereas the Fixies, we never think about stuff like that. Well, it's just interesting because and and we don't have time to to get back into and explain the preferential balloting for best picture. But that could explain a lot of the Best Picture winners at the Oscars over the years. But it doesn't explain the Best Director because they don't do it that way for Best Director. You sure? Uh, from what I yeah, from what I understand, I think they do it a little bit in similar fashion that we do the the Fixie Awards, but they average it instead of total it because um, they can't total you know the the scores of you know hundreds of thousands of voters or or however many there are. Um, so they average it. So if your number one pick for best director gets five points, and everybody puts it at number one, then it's five points. Then it averages at five. I think that's how they do it. Um, anyway, that makes it a little bit more interesting to see Tom Hooper win because that means that literally the majority of the people believed that he was the best director that year, which is crazy. I mean, Christopher Nolan. Say what you want about you know, the the blockbuster movie being nominated for Best Picture, it's sort of obligatory at this point. But, I mean, he, him direct, the way he directed that movie is, I'm looking at it, maybe third or fourth Best Director that year. I mean, so David Fincher, Darren Aronofsky, Danny Boyle, Christopher Nolan, I mean, like, he's David in the top Russell. five. Yeah, David O. Russell for The Fighter. I mean, that's a movie that's, faded a little bit for me over the over the years but him but, as a director but sure yeah i mean again um i just think everybody on this list with the exception maybe of uh lisa Cholodenko for kids are all right and deborah granick for winner's bone i think maybe deserved it ahead of tom hooper um but anyway Anything? Other, any other thoughts on 2010? I don't want to get too wrapped up on each individual year because I think I, it was I a, want, a great year, a great way to. Kick I agree. Off the decade. I think I, I yeah. would argue that it it's possible it's the best year of the decade, and it was the first. And um, and I mean, just like to your point, Lee, like it's the maybe the best year, but look at those directors. It might be the 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 best lineup of directors too. This is what I remember when uh <laughs> when Brantley pointed out that it was a great year for. Uh, directors that started with D, whose name started with D. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have David Fincher, Darren Aronofsky, David O. Russell, Danny Boyle. <laughs> Very specific. Anyway. Yep. Anyway. Uh, all right. So 2011, guys. Um, I wouldn't say this was as good a year as 2010. This was a year now, that. Now, are I... we looking at? Are we looking at the Oscar nominations, or are we looking at the list you sent us? So either one. So. Okay. Uh, in years that there were fixies, which is 2010, 11, 12, and 2018, 
um, we'll have, and I we'll and have. I was on this one, I believe, right? I believe I um, called in from. I believe I called in from I think the you're island right. of Puerto Rico. I think you're right. Um, all right, so 2011, guys, Moneyball won the Fixie for Best Picture and Best Screenplay. I remember Midnight in Paris was a very close second, um, mostly because it wasn't anybody's favorite, but it was on everybody's list, and Moneyball was a bunch of first-place votes. Um, now, the artist won Best Picture at the Oscars, and it won Best Director for the Fixies. Mike, uh, Michelle Hanavicious, um, which I think is interesting. Now, 2011 have was a year that, that I... Have you watched that movie again, Lee? I have. I think it's good. This was this was a bad year. Now, it had some really no. good movies at the top. Moneyball was yeah. great. Tree of Life, I mean, I have really? not seen that since the theater. War Horse, no, me and Chapin really? have come around on a little bit. <laughs> Hugo was a good movie. Midnight in Paris was a good movie. But here are the... Those are among... Uh, the Oscar nominations that uh, include The Artist, which won, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, which was, is like the obligatory Stephen Daldry Best Picture nominee um, that nobody liked. Um, Hugo, Midnight in Paris, Moneyball, The Descendants, uh, one that me and Chapin disagreed quite a bit on, The Help, Tree of Life, and War Horse. So, uh, I don't know. This, this, move, this year, I just remember when we were doing the podcast then, I was just fed up with the mediocrity i felt like this there were very few movies that were anything better than average Hmm. Um, i mean for me the movie that kind of stands out is my favorite like now would probably be midnight in paris the most rewatchable moneyball yeah the most rewatchable of those movies and enjoyable like it's a great movie. I love. I think Midnight if Paris. I had to pick a movie, if somebody had a gun to my head and said, "You have one of these movies. Every other one doesn't exist anymore." I would pick Midnight in Paris. Mm. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't blame you. I mean, I would pick. I would definitely pick Moneyball, but I think Midnight in Paris is great. Although it's kind of canceled, isn't it? Well, because we don't like Woody Allen anymore. Well, I mean, the world doesn't. I don't know. Right. That's that what I mean. To us or not? Well, look, I like Midnight in Paris too, but I would argue that Moneyball. While it didn't, interestingly enough, did not make a single one of our lists for best of the decade, nowhere among 20 picks between the four of us on that episode, I would argue Moneyball is in the conversation for best of the decade. I would um, agree. I would agree. But you're right. It wasn't mentioned. And I, I think I brought I it up. Like, that I just was think, surprising. Yeah. yeah. I, I like how you're arguing it would be best of the decade while also at the same time saying it didn't make any of it. Well, that's what's amazing. And I think that was part of the conversation we wanted to have. Like, I don't know how it didn't make that. There's a couple movies that we're going to talk about that I don't know how they didn't make it. And maybe that that Because I don't think it has the staying power of something like Midnight in Paris does or even The Tree of Life. Where also the artist doesn't either. I would I would argue, even though I enjoyed the artist a lot, the artist doesn't, Moneyball doesn't. The two movies that I think stick out from this year as like movies you you, you remember are Midnight in Paris and Tree of Life. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, that's I, interesting. I, I agree with that. I would definitely add Moneyball to that, but I agree with you. Okay, so let's talk about the, a couple the, the other Descendants I watched and enjoyed here. the second time again, but I I mean, I do not think it should have been in discussion for Yeah, the top look, five I, my feeling uh, so I've sort of gone the I haven't I can't I don't think I've seen The Descendants since the um since I saw it in the theater and like it just I think it's a good movie. 
it just doesn't have I don't even know what the word is that what does sideways have that makes it so rewatchable and so good for us Chapin I know Jeremy you like that movie but aren't nearly it's as the hangout it's factor. totally that's the a hangout. good point it's that's a absolutely great point. the hangout because it's like yeah old i mean like when we first saw it we weren't we weren't anywhere near that age but yeah we did it's the becoming exact same increasingly thing. more relevant to us as we get older <laughs> i know um but yeah the descendants just didn't have that i felt like it was there was too much plot you know it was just trying too hard to cover all these different things um and make it all poignant and maybe yeah. that just doesn't hold up over time although i did like that and i thought it was a funny movie uh, when I saw it originally, but I'd like to look at a couple more outliers from this year. I mean, War Horse, we won't discuss too much because, but that would be one I think that would be interesting, especially since Chapin, you and me watched that. And I mean, that has to be the biggest 180 in the history of the podcast. I mean, I Maybe. would encourage anybody to go listen to the, to ignore the terrible sound quality and listen to the War Horse podcast, which was me, Chapin, and an old friend, Michael McCann, who contributed to the podcast back in uh, 2011. And we destroyed this movie. It might be second only to the to the uh, the Phantom Menace podcast we did <laughs> earlier this year. Yeah. And then me and Chapin have both rewatched it this year and thought it's actually a pretty good movie. Um, Jeremy's never seen it, right? Wah, hoss. <laughs> but what about movies like Bridesmaids? Uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, David Fincher's Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I know we talked about that on the Fincher retrospective. Uh, Margin Call. I mean, that was an interesting movie. I like Jane Margin Eyre Call. with Maya Vashakaska and and uh, Michael Fassbender. Like these were these were like I th- I feel like these are B movies that were highlights in that year. Look, well, if I had to pick like a the cult classic of this year, that probably for for. Uh, that reason called classic or pop culture reason stands the test of time, not necessarily my opinion, but it would be Drive. Oh, that's oh, a good yeah, point. I didn't course. even put yeah, that on Drive's the list. not on here. Definitely. Yeah. That's a great choice, yeah. Um, and what's funny and that is was, like... That wasn't that Brantley's top movie of that year? Yeah. It may have uh, been, no, yeah. it wasn't yeah. his top. It was his number five on the list of uh, of his... Of, um, top of the of decade? The decade. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah but that would have been, been top of that year probably, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's a movie I've totally come around. I'm so glad I've rewatched it. Um, I think that's a great movie. What, God, really how disappointing well has his career been since that film? Um, and he wasn't even I, the so, director. Uh, so Nicholas Vining Refn, yeah. So, yeah. but but um, I I was almost positive that uh, what's his name was um, that uh, Ryan Gosling was nominated for best actor for that. Was he not? The Oscars? Not uh, that it really matters. He was but, not no, at the Oscars. Not. No, I don't think Drive got a single nomination. Um, it did. Uh, at, it, at, like at sound the Oscars or something. Yeah, it got, yeah sound um, sound it, editing sound editing. And, uh, okay, yeah. So here's a question for you guys: What movie, if you had to re- like rewatch a movie today from this year, what would it be? And then, if what movie would you want to rewatch the most out of curiosity? If it holds up money well money ball and tree of life i mean i don't know if it's a question which, about which holding order? up money ball <laughs> i could watch every day i don't think you give that movie enough credit i think that's such it's such a great movie but it also has the it's on tv i'll watch it quality absolutely um 
Tree of Life is a movie I haven't seen since the, since the theater. Since I'm cheap, I just wait till it comes, it's coming on Prime, and I won't pay the three ninety nine to just rent it and watch it. I know it's a movie I need to to see again. It's one I just I, I'm just mostly I don't know that I'll like it. I just need to experience it again. Yeah, I yeah. kind of have a tie between like the curiosity ones between the artist and Hugo. Actually, I think I'd enjoy Hugo. Um, even more this time around. I agree with that. I, I don't. I, I would love to see how Hugo and the artist hold up because Hugo kind of, and especially in this most recent, like uh, with with uh, Scorsese being in the news and talked about a lot. Hugo is sort of left behind in in his overall filmography discussion, and so I and I it was my, I believe it was my favorite of that year or one of them. It was high, yeah. You definitely Uh, were a huge fan of it. But of course it didn't eventually make the best of the decade so far list that we did on the 100th episode and Tree of Life did make it uh, for me, although that might have been me trying to sound more interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, any other thoughts on 2011? Yeah, just uh, The Help should not have been nominated. No, or yeah. Tinker Taylor. Jesus, I like. I I remember I trying to watch that movie that. like a hundred times, and like that falling. wasn't nominated for Best Picture. No, it wasn't. That wasn't. You're right. <clears throat> um. Okay. So, 2012. So this was this was uh, Argo when won. we were just like really like running on fumes with the Get Your Film Fix website and the Get Your Film Fix podcast before we had to finally go into hibernation for. Uh, six years. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we did do a Fixies episode. It was the three of us and our buddy Tyson. So it was four of us. We put together a Fixies episode. And and if you go and back and listen to that, it is pretty evident. Having four people on Fixies is crazy. That's just, it's too many. Yeah. But it's also pretty evident that we didn't see a lot of movies that year. Um, however, Django Unchained won Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Screenplay. For the, the fixies? fixies in 2012. Yep. Jeez. Which is interesting because it also ended up being your favorite Tarantino movie when we had the <laughs> retrospect. And it was, you know, I always get like, you give me crap for that. It was Chapin's also. Can we just remind no, everybody see, of that? <laughs> yeah, no, I meant you as in both of you. Both no, of you. No, you and met, I stand you by that. You as in Lee, I think. No, no, both of you had it as your number we one. We both did. No, Tarantino. I did, but I know, but, but no. you were criticizing just Lee, I think. <laughs> no, 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 no! I no, wasn't. Sure has, he was actually praising you for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was, He's like, "Tape a brilliant yeah. choice." Brilliant choice. Um, okay, the Oscars are another story now. Django Unchained was nominated for Best Picture. Argo won Best Picture. We'll talk a little bit about that. I'm sure neither of you have seen that since the first time you saw it. Michael Haneke's Amor, Beasts of the Southern Wild, which I will touch on. Les Miserables. Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, and Zero Dark Thirty. Well, I, I'd like to just illustrate something in, uh, and this will, I don't want to step too much on my own intro for the Fixies on Saturday, but. Um, you've been preparing for months. I have been. And yes. the, the difference in how much, how prepared we are for the Fixies this year versus in 2012, as you've illustrated in, in our unpreparedness i hadn't even seen argo when we did our uh, fixies if i recall that correctly <laughs> and it was on your list and tyson's list and i believe that's the last and year i think you still criticize us for it <laughs> is the last time tyson will have seen more movies by the time of the fixies than i have that's true um 
What are you guys' thoughts on Argo? I would, I, I'd honestly enjoy it. Like, I think right? it, it's I a good movie. It. Seems it's like a, I'd enjoy it the second time, right? It's a fun movie, and it's an interesting story. And like, you take a story that's so sort of unique to cinema history, and like, it's not going to be bad. It just doesn't rise to the level of great. But and this is what's interesting is is Ben Affleck is a good director. I mean, say what you want yeah. about the town, but uh, Gone Baby Gone is an amazing movie. He was not nominated for Best Director for Argo. No. And I don't know if he deserved to be. I don't remember the movie well enough. Uh, the Best Director nominees, Ang Lee won for Life of Pi. Uh, ben Zeitlein uh, was nominated for Beast of Southern Wild. David O. Russell for Silver Linings Playbook. Michael Haneke and Spielberg for Lincoln. Um, so but I mean, This kind of goes the, back to the point good. about the people that have been making about about uh parasite this year is that like what what is there did, was the movie not Don't directed because it's you know um, well when it comes to lincoln i would definitely put that in the category for me of afraid to rewatch it because i don't think it's you gonna should stand, be because it does uh, not. i don't think it's, it's gonna stand bad. up to my uh initial viewing in the theater and that got a I lot loved. of fixie nominations yeah it was my favorite movie of the year yeah it so okay so this is an interesting thing about this year Lincoln does not hold up, and maybe it's not even hold up. Maybe I just saw it with you know different in a different light. It does not. It's not a very good movie. Silver Linings Playbook really does not hold up, although the performances are excellent. Um, Django Unchained, I mean, my favorite Tarantino movie. Um, does Zero not Dark hold. Thirty, I'd be interested to see again for sure. Um, although I feel like that might not hold up either, since the. I feel like it's, the it's good. It's just got some. It's problematic politically. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, just so much has changed. Um, do you guys remember much about Beasts of the Southern Wild? Never seen it. Oh, you did. Um, I saw. It. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was more of one of those movies that I really enjoyed for atmosphere. That yes. that you're kind of overwhelmed by that atmosphere that you don't really take in. The, the story entire story as much as you'd like to because you're just so like it's such a un- u- unique landscape and place and time and having uh, a child actor being yeah, Kavenze, yeah like, there's a lot Kavenzani of that Wallace was really good yeah yeah there's a lot of that that's hitting your sort of sensory overload uh, the first time you see it that you're just like wow that's got to be good right and. Um, it may be. I don't know. I haven't rewatched it, but that's sort of the feeling when you first watch it. So I'm glad you brought up kind of the atmosphere of that movie because that's what sticks with me too. Um, have you guys watched the trailer for Wendy? No. So um, Ben Zeitline directed Wendy. It's it's a spinoff of sorts of the Peter Pan story. It's it's the story of Wendy, live action, and it looks really good, and it has kind of that same you know, atmospheric feel to it. And I think that's really interesting. And I, I have not followed this director, Ben Zeitline at all since Beasts of the Southern Wild. Um, I mean, he's, he's directed zero movies since 2012. So that would explain why. Um, but it, I'm really interested to see that. I mean, I think you're right. Like that movie maybe isn't that good i mean maybe it is great but it just had something about it a quality about it that was somewhat infectious and it appears that wendy kind of has captured that same sort of fantastical element and i'm i'm really excited to see that movie just based on that 
Mm. Yeah, to me, that would be the movie I'd pick to be most curious to rewatch would be Beasts of the Southern Wild. Okay, and how about the movie that you'd watch over and over I, again, Django? I'd, well, you I'd, need to... No, I, that's the one you I'd need to, to rewatch. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I'd pick, for the curiosity, I'd pick Beasts, but I think Django would be the other one. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but that was also the year that the oldest person or oldest woman ever was nominated and the youngest for an right. Academy Award. Interesting. Um, yeah, that is interesting. Uh Emmanuel Riva for Amor. Okay, guys. So here's the here's the uh, elephant in the room for 2012. Uh, not nominated for Best Picture was The Master. Yeah. So about that. So it didn't. I mean, it had a couple mentions on the fixies, but in 2012, I don't feel like this was a movie that was considered you know, one of the top movies and Chapin, you listed it on your, um, on your best of the decade nominations. It was very high. I think on all of our lists on the PTA retrospective. So I think this is a a good example of a movie that ages well. Yeah. And it's one of those movies when you first watch it, you also, you almost know know this movie is, no, you know, yeah, you need to see it multiple times, and it's probably going to get better with age. And that's like a that's right there a PTA staple. Yeah, I mean, I would even say that about There Will Be Blood. That took a long time for me too. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, I don't think though, in general, this is a very good year. Yeah, I'm movies. looking at it. I would even maybe make the argument that this is a worse year than 2011. <laughs> um, but I don't know, Chapin. Where would Skyfall? land on your top of 2012 since i know you really like that movie um it'd be up there it'd be it'd be in the top five think for sure. top five you think yeah okay. yeah i think so especially right. then because i remember liking it a lot i liked i really liked flight i know that's a movie that kind of escaped you guys but um i thought i liked flight yeah that's a good movie robert zemeckis a, yeah denzel washington right denzel yep um but yeah you know you've got some like old-timey masters working there you know you got you got Spielberg doing like I mean Spielberg hasn't been nominated for anything since then, right? Um, but God, look at Spielberg, fucking Warhorse no, so. and Lincoln back to back. Wow, it's pretty impressive. I mean, those movies those I think are, are among are like, his best movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As a, as the Noah Baumbach patriarch would say, that's minor Spielberg, but you know, still. Right. <laughs> yeah, but he also did. Didn't he do Tinker Tailor? No, no, that was no. Daniel Alfredson. Okay, yeah, there's no way he could have done that same year as War Horse. What a see. Yeah, Spielberg can't direct two movies in one year. What the fuck? <laughs> Jurassic Park and Schindler's List. Yeah, no one thinks about um, those movies anymore. Yeah. Um, okay, guys, let's move on. Um, 2013. Um, this is something else wow. I'd like to discuss here because this is a year where uh, I don't think We didn't think discuss it's... The Hobbit, hello. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I think there's too much to talk about there on, on, on the three Hobbit movies. I don't know if we'll be able to get too much into it. But this is a year where... This is this looks like a pretty good year. Yeah, I think this is a good year. It also might be the first year that we've gotten to so far where maybe, and I don't know, it's not my favorite, but maybe the Oscars got it right. So no fixies this year in 2013. No. But 12 Years a Slave won Best Picture. 
American Hustle was nominated. Captain Phillips, Dallas, Bu- Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, Her, Nebraska, Philomena, which I've never fucking heard of, <laughs> and The Wolf of Wall Street were your Best Picture nominees. Yeah, that's a... First that's Impressions. A, that's a good year. I mean, there's some... like I, I feel like the there's a couple movies there that sort of over the years have, have garnered more... Uh, praise and through like sort of more serious movie audiences mm-hmm. um especially her would be one of them yep um i like her I mean, a lot it's really good uh wolf of wall street too i is as popular as that movie was i also feel like it's gotten more maybe it's just in our circles but i, I would I, say I, that's I, my favorites of that year we'll say that again um, the wolf of wall street yeah i think so oh, yeah. Um, but I don't know that that would have, I don't know, like, I don't just, this may not make sense, but I don't know that that's the best picture of the year. I think probably Gravity should have won best picture. For the Oscars? Yeah. Or is it your, yeah, just like, in a fixie of, best picture? No, like, if I mean, we I had just to think, go back in time and do fixies this I, year. So, I would say that The Wolf of Wall Street is my favorite movie of that year, but I would make the argument that Gravity is the best movie of that year. Is that, I think I think the Wolf of Wall Street would have won the Fixie for Best Picture that year. It probably would have. I probably would have I won agree. It for Gravity. Um, yeah. Twelve Years a Slave. I have not seen since the theater. I would love to revisit this movie. It's, I, it's fantastic. I, I yeah. I remember really liking it. I love Tuatel Edge Four. Obviously, Fastbender. We love. Um, Steve McQueen. At least for me, the jury's still out. I'm sort of you know I liked. Um, I liked Hunger. I liked Twelve Years a Slave. wasn't crazy about Widows. I'd never saw Shame. Um, of those, um, of the sorry to switch gears, but of the three sort of back to back O Russell nominations, I feel so like American, American Hustle. Hustle is, yeah, American um, Hustle, The Fighter, and Silver Lanes. I feel like American yeah. Hustle is the God, least. God, I realize three years in a row for him. Yeah, right. God, I also feel like. They they're almost kind of a mixture of the same movie. Yeah, I mean, it's in a, a lot of the way. Same you got the people. same cast, same tone, you got yep. same t- so, time period for some of them. It's like, but I remember American Hustle honestly, being the least sort of successful in but my you, mind. Although so I get, you could so American Hustle is the most forgettable uh, for sure. I don't remember a frame of that movie. Like you could confuse what scene is in what movie of those three. Okay, at, so at times yeah. would you American guys Hustle agree with this? Like film, this comparison. So uh, d- th- these David O. Russell movies are like of of the twenty tens are akin to like the Ron Howard movies of like the the two thousands decade that were just these like same cast of actors, like same kind of posh Oscar type thing. Like, yeah, I, no, I think they're a little more avant garde than. Um, they yeah, are. they're not as they polished, but yeah. it's the, it's the same thing. They're still going to garner the uh, the the Oscar nominations. You're still going to get the the performances, and yeah. they're all very much the same. Which I think we're just sort of realizing now, our especially for, after and are forgettable. Like, I mean, especially after revisiting up. Three Kings, and it's such a different and unique experience that stands on its own. Where you get these three movies, and you're like. Oh yeah, well, he definitely changed. I mean, that's such an it would be such an interesting. Oh yeah, and we talked about movie that movie yeah. or book to write is like his style and just just so just went 180 degrees. Um, 
I will say I will stand for uh, Captain Phillips. It's a film. It's a film movie. I really like, but yeah, I actually haven't seen it. Unfortunately, it's, it's really good. Yeah, but you yeah. go back and you watch it, and especially uh, reflecting on, I, I watched it kind of in between. I, I, I sort of, I probably shouldn't even admit this, but I watched it, you know, in in peak fixie season, like last week, um, and just because I just wanted to watch it, and it's so good, but it's it's sort of. Crim- criminally lacking a point of view, you know. Um, uh, it's just it just exists. Yeah, like it's you know it. it yeah. And <laughs> now what I think is interesting is because people talk about how good Tom Hanks is in that he actually wasn't nominated. Wasn't nominated. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Christian uh, Bale the, for American Hustle. Ugh, why? But uh, Barkad Abdi was nominated for Captain Phillips. He was. Which, yeah. Which is funny. Like he <laughs> he plays like he's in like another movie right after that. And he plays a Somalian pirate. <laughs> Like, Poor guy. Uh, so typecast. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jonah Hill was nominated for Wolf of Wall Street. Um, Chapin, your favorite actor of all time, Jared Leto, won Best Sporting Actor for Dallas Buyers Club. Ooh, Ooh. I have AIDS. There's a movie that I wonder. No. Is, is that a good movie? No, um, absolutely not. Yeah, no, I don't that feel one like it is, hold right? Up. I, think, I honestly think Matthew McConaughey uh, was nominated and won for the wrong movie that year. Yeah, mm. Wolf of Wall Street for for supporting actor. I mean, he was in it for like ten seconds. But Doesn't matter that yeah, one scene. It was so good, right? Um, yeah, this is an interesting year in terms of who won. I mean, Kate Blanchett won for Blue Jasmine. I mean, there's the, there's the Renee Zellweger for Judy, the movie that nobody cares about. Well, um, I did see that. Movie. I never saw it. It's, I don't even yeah, know. It's it's weird. It's not great, but um, she good in it. acts she acts the hell out of that movie yeah i mean it and is not, a Woody and Allen not movie. necessarily in a good way she acts the hell out of that movie. yeah i might have given it to sandra bullock even though i don't like her at all for gravity I do have to, we, we need to put a we need to put a disclaimer jared leto is not one of my favorite actors he's one of my I know. least favorite actors I have to say, all Ooh, right, look. yeah that was a rough that's a rough year yeah look i haven't seen blue jasmine i haven't seen August Osage County. I haven't seen Philomena, so I've only seen Amy two Adams. Completely forgettable. Of in American the Hustle. best best actress nominee is Amy Adams for American Hustle, who we've made clear how we feel about her. And Sandra this, Bullock, I don't think is good in Gravity, but that's not her fault. That's not about the performances. This like, looks like a we didn't. This looks like what the Fixies <laughs> would look like if we actually did it that year, because there are just horrible female performances that we can't locked down like i remember in 2012 i had like three female people nominated because yeah because we didn't like, know oh, who we didn't else see enough movies yeah. oh meryl streep okay yeah this is a strange year i mean god august osage county julia roberts was also nominated for that i don't even know what this movie is um yeah, lupita well, nyong'o no won best it. supporting who went, actress who was like oh what are you seeing at the theaters and they're like august osage county <laughs> yeah <laughs> go fuck yourself okay um, i have a question for you inside they got one thing right. davis alfonso Cuarón yeah. won for gravity yeah that's that's um, a good right. so inside lewin davis didn't get any nominations right which i have to see again it's it really not good get. and then the other a lot movie, of people say was, that that's the cohen's best movie i don't agree i've heard that, that. but the other movie that I wanted to bring up just because it, it fits the category of I'm sort of afraid to see it again um, because I loved it when I first saw it is Prisoners. Yeah, Prisoners is, is yeah. good. Prisoners Denis is Villeneuve. Good. Is it good? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I think it would actually hold up. It's good. Um, I mean, it's like two and a half hours long, which feels long for that movie, but I, yeah, I really like it. Short for this I'm year, not a, though. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, that's true. I fit it nicely this year. Um... 
Anything else from that year? I mean, it, no, I, let's I, move on because 2014, gonna, I think, is a really interesting year. I think this is a good year. I think 2013 is a good year. Um, did any of you guys see Nebraska? Nope. I did, yes. That's uh, a that's forgettable. Alexander Payne, right? So, yeah, it's yeah the, forgettable. I, I do want to say one thing, though. Is it was forgettable? Sorry. Yes. So we've got these, like, we've got these. Oh, wait, I did see it. I did see it. I didn't like it. Clearly forgettable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've got these, um, you know, we we talk about how much, how hard it is to get these movies made. And I, I, I stand by that. But you've got, you know, Scorsese uh, has, so far, has two movies already. We've talked about in this, the beginning of the decade. It's not even 2000. It's not even four years into the decade. Um, Alexander Payne's got two movies already out that hasn't, you know. We're not that far into the decade, and these directors we love have have Spielberg's had two movies. Yeah, you know, and that's people not are getting good anymore. movies made. You know, yeah, but that's not happening anymore. I guess you're right. Um, 2014. 2014. So this I is mean, really interesting. So I'm just wondering, Jeremy, reasons. are you like, are you like angry, shaking in your boots, looking at this particular year? Um. Uh. What that. That boyhood didn't win everything. That so, lost to Birdman. Hold on for a second. So, bo- so 2014, I will say we we made a we made an effort to bring the podcast we did, back. We did two podcasts: Boyhood and Interstellar. And yeah, only J- we, Jeremy was we, only on one of them. But we talked about a few other movies, and um, we talked about Birdman. We talked about um. So we did we did the Interstellar podcast, Jape and you and me, and we talked about Birdman. We talked about Foxcatcher on that podcast. God, I don't even remember talking about Birdman. Um, Birdman won Best Picture. Um, and then we did a Boyhood podcast, and we also talked about the Imitation Game. So Birdman won Best Picture. American Sniper was nominated. Boyhood was nominated. Selma, The Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. This is a really interesting year for, to me because I think they got it right. I think Birdman. I I think Boyhood is a better movie, but I think Birdman is probably the best picture. And what do you mean? Like, how do yeah, you? Yeah, I don't really it's know. Just you a, define it's just that. a better made movie. Like, I just think it it it's it celebrates filmmaking a little bit better than boyhood does i mean boyhood is an amazing story so, but then and you're like, going into this then you're doing what the oscars do you're sort of like oh what is the best representative for that year no 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 no, picture? no 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 i this no the, what the oscars do is is pay attention to like what uh, represent the year in terms of uh, arguably in terms of like the politics and like what well, people that's are part thinking. of it i think that weighs into it but i think they they decide Based on a lot of factors, what you mean sort like, of represents the year the I'm best just, for them? I, I think you mean Birdman like is the politics, best. Right? I think I think Birdman is the best filmmaking. It's it's a good story. I don't think it's a I better. Think, what makes it better filmmaking other than the? I mean, like because it's the one take. Like Boyhood I mean, a little is like bit, yeah, but Boyhood's like once in a generational filmmaking Look, if you really I, think I about love, it i love boyhood 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 so i revisited boyhood before we did our best of the decade and it fell down my list a little bit it's still it was still on my list but it it was the most like emotional 
experience and like impactful movie that I maybe saw this decade. So like I'm not denying the power of that so movie. So what didn't work for you for that? It's because not, that's... it's not about what didn't work. It's just that Birdman to me is in in with when the the Oscars are celebrating filmmaking and I just think Birdman is an example of exceptional filmmaking. And are they, for that reason, are they or are they celebrating I, I, the movies? Because I have to if be you, honest if with the, you, like, I think that the Birdman. I mean, nowadays, I think that people look at that as a big mistake. I don't think Birdman has the staying power. I mean, I, I, don't I didn't know, like Birdman when I saw it. I actually think it was an overrated movie, but I, I I've grown to like it. Boyhood was the clear favorite. It seems like it won all the other awards and then it went in and I remember it being quite a surprise that Birdman won. I, I like Birdman and I, 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 I bet at the time, I bet if we had done the fixies then I would have probably put it higher than Boyhood because as you guys know I wasn't quite as big a fan of that film as you guys were. But um, yeah, Lee, I'm not really sure I understand your point but I I, 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 I agree with you that, that I don't know, I'm not sure if I agree with you but... <laughs> Well, I just think I don't. Maybe I'm not articulating it well enough. Like I just think that while Boyhood does something, you know, transcendent with its storytelling, and and does do something unique in the way that Linklater made that movie, and I think as a result, it's very poignant and it spoke to me in a in a very intimate way. If I'm celebrating, you know filmmaking and the best of that for some reason birdman speaks to me a little bit more so than boyhood i like boyhood I more i think get... i think birdman's a movie i'd i i might want to watch again more so than boyhood to be honest no with you way. I, no way uh and i also don't get your point of filmmaking like the oscars have never really been about filmmaking that's never their no that's true but point. that's part of the problem i mean green book won last and Th- that's my point that's why i'm saying i think maybe they got it right this year where they celebrated the right thing they weren't focusing on they didn't they, i don't want to sound like uh like say something wrong here but like selma didn't win that year because it was the movie about martin luther king like you know what I mean? Like, I, American Sniper didn't win because it was the war movie celebrating an American hero. It was Birdman won because it was the best made movie. Yeah, but I, that's okay, my argument. So I, I get, I get that. If you want to like argue that against like Selma, American Sniper, Imitation Game, like that, that makes right. Even the those are in the Green Book category, not the, those like, are in the Green Book category. But Boyhood is not. I don't Boyhood think. Boyhood is think in Selma. The, Have you seen Selma? I have. I'm not comparing it to Green Book in terms of of quality of movie. I'm just saying in terms of the, right. the politics like surrounding movie. it, the you. issues yeah, movie, yeah. the way that the Oscars kind of flow, the way that the 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 popular culture is flowing in terms of what the thought process is and what's appropriate. And and Boyhood is a better movie than all of those. And Boyhood is is my favorite movie of that year. I, I I'm sure I'm looking through all these movies. It's definitely my favorite movie of that year. But I don't think it's the best made movie of that year. And there has to be a distinction between the uh. two. It's that our old argument is what's the best and what's your f- and what's your favorite and what do you right. like the most? I think that makes and sense. So that's my argument with the Oscars maybe getting this right in 2000, uh, 2014. Well, I mean, if the Oscars got it right, we got it even more right by putting Boyhood way ahead <laughs> on the best of the decade. So... 
That having been said, I mean, we're arguing over Birdman and Boyhood. Were there any other good movies this year? Interstellar? Interstellar. I like Interstellar. Okay. Interstellar would have been my favorite movie of that year. But Interstellar is a movie that gets guys. better with repeated viewings, although I still think it's perhaps lower on the li- my, my Nolan list. I think a Nolan retrospective has to be in our near future. But This um, year, even PTA couldn't make a good movie. Yeah, yeah it's, Inherent it's not Vice, a great yeah. year. Um, yeah, look at, how do you I, feel I, about... Yeah. Wes Anderson being nominated for Grand Budapest Hotel. I never saw that. It's good. So uh, actually, Grand Budapest Hotel would be on my, probably my top three of that year for sure. It's good. It's good. Yeah. It's a good Fucking movie. Fucking love Ray Fiennes in that movie. Yeah. I mean, it Wasn't is so nominated. Wes Anderson, Look, but it's, it's, Eddie Redmayne it's for good. the theory of everything. Oh my God. Now I'd like to ask Jeremy's question for this year in terms of movies that you could watch over and over again, and which movie you feel like you need to revisit most. Still over quickly, and over again, even, it's We're not even halfway boyhood. through the decade, y'all. Boyhood, o- over and over again. Um, rewatch, I think, uh, out of curiosity, would actually be Birdman. And movie I want to, that I regret not seeing still to this day, and it's been on my list for a long time, is Whiplash. I haven't seen it either. Maybe that could be a just definitely watch it. It's Whiplash is good. One I saw it. One of my just effing ones. So for the movie a while. I think I need to revisit because I'm curious because and Chapin, you and me talked about it and both really didn't like it, but it got such great reviews and got some Oscar nominations. Was Foxcatcher? Uh, I've seen Miller. that again and uh, it's better. It's better the second it time is? for sure. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. As yeah, you that would, did as not work for me at all. Um, yeah, I'd love to see Whiplash. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Um, I'd like to see American Sniper again. Probably Interstellar was my favorite. I don't know. Let's move on. All right, 2016. Oh, 15. That was 14. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 2016 Oscars, 2015 year. Sorry, I was clicking on the thing on IMDb. Um, All right, so Spotlight, Best Picture winner. Good movie. Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max, Fury Road, Chapin, your best of the decade. This was quite a good year. Room. Best Picture. The Big Short, The Martian, and The Revenant. I think this is a really... Oh, year. shit. Incredible. Yeah, it was. Incredible. Really year. good I, the year. The only movie I haven't seen. And I think I've forgotten Brooklyn. how good this year was. And the, Sicario. And Sicario God. is on this year. Um, the Sic- Sicario is on this year. Ex Machina. Um, oh, fuck. wow. Holy shit. Look, Creed is a good movie. Um, another David O. Russell movie in Joy. Jesus, this guy. I didn't realize the decade he had. Even though none of the movies are good, <laughs> he had making the same movie over and yeah. over again. Uh, I never, Steve that was, Jobs, that was the one I haven't seen. Steve Jobs, that's a good movie. Great that's movie. A good movie. Yep. Um, Brooklyn, I really want to see. Brooklyn's great. So yeah, really good movie. Revenant was my favorite of the year, but I do not scoff at Spotlight winning best no, picture. No, it's a good movie. Uh, Brooklyn, like Cersei Ronan, oh, so good. We'll talk about her maybe next uh, maybe. next maybe. week. You know, maybe, no, maybe possibly. not. Yeah. Uh, even the big short. Yep, right, um, yeah. Like, you, how, however you feel about it, it, sort of introduced us to the Adam McKay style. Um, yeah, Adam McKay serious movie that are still kind of funny. So wait, guys, let's, let's walk through this because Spotlight as I recall, was a little bit of a surprise win, right? Like, it how did this... huge how, surprise for And me. so I think the preferential ballot total kind of fucked this year. I mean, it was a great year, but, yeah, you know, but it, 
you, I bet a lot of people voted for the Revenant. Pick, yeah. I bet a lot of people voted for Mad Max. I mean, that's the what Martian, happened. Revenant Martian and Mad Max probably split. That's what happened. Mad Max and Revenant probably split. So neither of them could ever get to that 50%. And then all those people that like really liked The Martian and Bridge of Spies and Big Short, Spotlight was second. You know what I mean? And I think that's what got it. I think you're absolutely right. So through 2010 through 2015... 2015 has to be the best year so far. It's got to be. Or 2010. I don't know. 2010 is No, come on. Look at... No, no, no. Come on. Okay. So, all right. Let's do this then. All right. So, 2000... All right. Would you take... (laughs) All right. No, I'm serious. So, so let's just take the Oscars. Best picture. Would you take uh, Spotlight or The King's Speech? Spotlight. Spotlight. Sure. Uh, Brooklyn or 127 Hours? 127 hours. I'd take Brooklyn. I haven't seen Brooklyn, seen. I haven't seen Brooklyn. (laughs) So, And I'm just going down this as I listed, so these aren't necessarily suggesting that they're comparable films. Bridge of Spies or Black Swan? Black Swan. Black Swan. Mad Max or Inception? Oh, fuck. Oh, man. tough, yo. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Chapin, you... All right, so Chapin, you had both of these on your best of the decade. They did. They were both on Matt, So you have to pick Mad Max unless something's changed. Yeah, God. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I'm it, taking it has, Inception. Just, I love Mad just Max. Has I'm a taking sliver. Inception. Just, just buy a sliver. Um, um, I'm taking Inception. Okay, The Revenant or Social Network? Oh, oh. man, that's another good one. But it has social to be Social Network, Network right? Yeah, that's got to be. Which bad. means The Revenant is eliminated from movie history. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't know this is so serious. Um, we just right, deleted uh, the archive of it. The Fighter and The Martian. Oh, The Martian. The Martian. The Martian. Um, okay, Room. You got to compare Room to something because that's Room. On it. The Room and True Grit, Winner's Bone, Room, Animal True. Kingdom, Room. Um, Big Short and Dogtooth, Jeremy. Uh, Dogtooth, easily. I mean, this is close, right? I mean, we. This is a coin flip. I wasn't putting. I wasn't tallying this, but yeah, it's yeah. I, I, I mean, these are so, our two but... best years so far, for sure. Yep. And I, and I honestly, you you have to get you have to give the edge to the like non nominated movies. Ex Machina, incredible. Sicario, that's true. One of the one of the best movies of the decade. Uh, Steve Jobs, a small like a sort of in, you know not a movie that got a lot of attention, but I think is incredible. Um, yeah, that's a good. But also, Creed. I mean, not not nominated movies for 2010. You have Dogtooth with Jeremy Loves. Another Year is a really good movie. I don't know if any of you guys saw that. Haneke? is um, that Haneke? No, that's Mike Lee. Oh, Mike Lee. Yeah, um, yeah. Animal Kingdom. That's a great movie. That introduced us to a lot of actors that we really like now. Right, Edgerton. Right. Um, Edgerton. Um, uh, Joel, I'm sorry. What's his name? Uh, ben, ben. Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. Mendelsohn. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, let's move on. Cause... Yeah, very interesting. All right, 2016. Okay, so is this the, like, 100% cert- sure the only year the Oscars got right? Moonlight won Best Picture. Um, um, no, I, I think I... I... I could argue for I could argue for Arrival. I I would have given it. To, I would have given the Fixie to Arrival. Oh come on, guys! Yeah, I could argue for Arrival. Is that racist? No, I'm just saying Moonlight was the best movie of that year. And I don't Moonlight think is, any question is fantastic, about it. but I, those are the top two easily. So, 
obviously there was a controversy this year with La La Land. I mean, controversy where they got the they announced the wrong best picture. Um, but La La Land did really well. Emma Stone won Best Actress. Um, Damien Chazelle won Best Director. Um, Casey Affleck won for Manchester by the Sea. Okay, so there's a movie that I you know you see once, right? Um, yeah, that's not one you want to revisit. I haven't seen it. So nominees that year were Moonlight, Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea. Hacksaw Oof. Ridge is horrible. Is that terrible? Recall? It's so bad. I totally agree. What is um, Lion? Hell or High Water? I liked that movie. Fences, I watched half of, and just based on a play, it's good acting, but nothing r- really grabs you. Lion was a pretty good movie, although it's definitely like an Oscar movie. Um, La La Land, I don't deride nearly as much as you do, Chapin, but, you know, not great. Yeah, it wasn't like I wanted to run out of the theater, but I wasn't. Uh, yeah. I never wanted to run back in. Yeah, this is this is not a great year. Um, a couple non- I love how they still just, whatever, it doesn't matter what year it was or if she was even in a movie, they have to give Meryl Streep an Oscar nomination. What is, Florence what even Foster, is Foster Jenkins. <laughs> never heard I know. Of it. <laughs> They're like, what? Just name some names. But like, this is the, so. It's funny because it, I don't know what it was, 2012 or whatever, when we did the Fixies, and some of us had like two nominations for actresses. Like, you just haven't seen enough movies, and like that clearly is the case. That clearly is not uh, an isolated problem. Like that happens with the Oscars too, <laughs> where mm. you just haven't yeah. seen enough movies. So Meryl Streep and Florence Forster. Robert Forrester Jenkins. Like, <laughs> yeah. And and Ruth Nega in yeah. Loving. Look at I yeah. Careful, it's, careful. Um <laughs> okay, so a couple other movies this year. OJ Made in America was listed as my number two on the best of the decade, and I'm not a hundred percent sure that it wouldn't be my number one. Um there's also of some arguments in, over whether or not no, my number one no. of the decade that's easily my favorite movie of the year no question about it um i don't know i know there's some discussion about whether or not this is a movie a real documentary or a made for tv miniseries or whatever but definitely my favorite of the year moonlight and oj were both on my best of the decade list wow i mean that's impressive for a year i don't think was that's very terrible good. <laughs> i know <Yeah. laughs> this is um a great year for young directors too. I okay. mean, and Hell or High years. Water was on Brantley's list. Yeah, Damien Chazelle. Yeah, I saw it. It's okay. Denis Villeneuve. Ken, I mean, Kenneth Lonergan is older, but and then Barry Jenkins. All those guys are like Yorgos Lanthimos, The Lobster. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Look, this is this movie. This year had some good movies, just like 2011. But ultimately, not a good year. If you look at the list I sent you and guys, I, it's the shortest list. I also feel like 2017 is going to be very similar in that way. A couple good ones and mostly not great. So let's get to 2017. Um, Shape of Water won Best Picture. Also nominated. Wasn't that our first uh, podcast when we redid it? uh, One of the first. Well, so we talked about this that year. So um, we also, on our very first podcast, we talked about Baby Driver, which was that year. We talked about Get which Out. Which I enjoyed. And we talked about Dunkirk. Get Out and Dunkirk, both nominated for Best Picture. Go- Call Me By Your Name, The Darkest Hour, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, and Three Billboards. 
There's some excellent movies nominated for Best Picture that year. They yeah, got it right. wrong. Shape of Water, <clears throat> not among them. What should have like won? Dunkirk. Wait, what do you think? I mean, Dunkirk was my favorite movie, but what do you what do you consider excellent? I, I, I mean, other Phantom, than Dunkirk, Phantom Thread and, and Lady Phantom Bird, Thread. I think are excellent uh, movies. Yeah, I, agree. I haven't um, seen Lady Bird. What, what should have won? What, what, did, what, what been would you have given pick. the? F- that would have been your fixie. That would have been my fixie. Yes, my yeah, fixie would have gone to Dunkirk. So that's interesting. That's you were the least, You were the most tepid on on Phantom Thread of all of us. But like. I. But but at the. But if you remember the the PTA retrospective, I was really high on Phantom Thread. Mm, I don't remember that. So on second viewing, it made a big difference. So if you're so yes for the and fixies, would, it may have not have Dunkirk. won. Mine would have been Dunkirk. So I rewatched I, Dunkirk recently, and I was I was really hoping it. I liked Dunkirk, and I liked it the second time, but I don't feel like I loved it. You know, I didn't get better or worse. Like I just liked it. It's you know, great, what's interesting movie, but about Dunkirk is that I think if Trump wasn't elected, it would have won Best Picture. I think right, that I like it, there's all explain. this wo- these all these like woke picks. Like, do they feel like if if it, if it if Trump didn't get elected that Get Out or Lady Bird would have been on this list. I'm not not saying get that out those movies don't have. deserve to be. I think they're both great. I just don't know that. You're talking about, so Dunkirk being not really an American movie would have gotten it's, more it's, attention. It's just more that like, I mean, I'm really I mean, surprised that 1917 has had the success it has. It's just like in a, in a year this year being a very politically charged one where uh, and again, this is going to kind of step on the fixie, so I don't want to go too far with it. But, you know, where there's a lot of um, socially significant films, you know, I think that started in 2017. And not that The Shape of Water is a political film in any way whatsoever, but Dunkirk is such a good film and such a, you know, topic wise, a film that the Oscars love, as you can tell by 1917, is a war movie with, you know, the an interesting technical way of telling it. And it doesn't do well and I think that's because you've got all these other movies that I think probably split that vote a lot that wouldn't have otherwise but don't you think if like and maybe this isn't exactly your argument but like by that argument wouldn't have three billboards won best picture no like, not necessarily no, it, it's just it, it yeah. has more to do with splitting the vote than it does like right, getting a right. unanimous sort of yeah another thing we can blame on Trump Dunkirk not winning Best Picture. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, this was a tough year. Killing of a Sacred Deer, I loved. Yorgos Lanthimos. um, I haven't seen it. I would argue that's that's my favorite of that year. I saw it. Really? I mean, I saw that later on, but I I loved that movie. Um, It's good. I would would make the argument that it's my favorite of that year. Yeah. but yeah, another look. I, I you can tell a lot about the year with the by the length of the list of movies that I put on here on the thing hey, I sent you. Hey, and- want to hear something crazy? Uh, Meryl Streep was nominated. <laughs> what? No. Yeah. For what? Oh, the post. post. Literally, she played a post. <laughs> she played a. Post. She just stood there. <laughs> oh my god. Um, that would be fun to do is to go through and see how many of the nominations. Like she has so many Oscar nominations. Let's see how many of those are are just like they had to fill the list to five. Yeah. <laughs> so they just threw her on because she made a movie, and because her name is at the end of alphabetically. So they're like, oh, okay, let's give it to Streep to fifth nomination. So guys, this is really. Uh, I know we've been we're probably running long, but I I am really excited to talk about 2018. So we were finally back 
on the podcast. We finally had a fixie show. Um, really quickly, Green Book won Best Picture at the Oscars. Whoa. Also nominated was A Star Is Born, Black Clan- Black Klansman, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, Roma, Vice, and The Favorite. But the Fixies returned in 2018. Roma won Best Picture and Best Director. Buster Scruggs, Ballad of Buster Scruggs won Best Screenplay. Um, a couple other movies to note: Olivia Coleman won Best Actress for The Favorite. Bradley Cooper won Best Actor for Star Is Born. Timothy Chalamet won Best Supporting Actor for Beautiful Boy, and Rachel Weisz won Best Supporting Actress for The Favorite. Um, how are I think we were how, how are these accurate. movies holding up for you? Jeez. Anything anything fading for you among no, our fixie I, you, nominations or anything? You, when going through that list, I'm like, holy crap! Whoever did that award show was spot on. Spot on. Well, I will tell you that Buster Scruggs is fading for me. Have you watched but, it again? No, but it just feels like it's not a Coen Brothers movie that is like sticking with me. I, I mean, I don't what necessarily. We, what did agree it win for you, us? But I think that I understand it for sure. Um, the favorite I, is a movie that's growing for me. A movie I really want to see again. That didn't make my best picture nominees, which I feel a little bit guilty of. It was my my favorite movie. Of Your the year. favorite of the year. Um. This is so what, interesting what you, because you know what's really interesting about what we've just revealed is that Jeremy, you love Dogtooth, one of Lanthimos's first movies. Lee, you love Killing of a Sacred Deer, best movie for you of that year. Lee or Jeremy, you haven't even seen it. And then the favorite no. was Jeremy's best of this one. It's, there's a lot of Lanthimos love on this podcast. Yeah, but for the, different look, films. The Lobster, it, the Lobster is a movie I really like. That that arguably would have been on my fixie list in 2016. Um, it uh, see, I didn't love the lobster. Oh, really? I like it a lot. Enough. Yeah. Um. All right, but but my biggest question for 2018, guys, and and maybe we already answered it, is just we're a year removed from doing the fixies. Just about almost exactly a year removed from doing the fixies. Um, I think we got it right. I don't think there's any question there. I think we got best picture right. Uh, I I would argue we got every category right for the most part. Um, just to read it out. I, I read every, right? Timothy Chalamet, Rachel yeah. Weisz. What did I miss? Anything? Oh, cinematography was was uh, um, was Roma as well. That's the only category I didn't mention. I think we got everything right. I mean, some other movies that had some nominations. Widows had a couple acting nominations um, for Elizabeth Debicki. I think that's fair. First Man, Chapin, you were high on. Black Klansman had a bunch of nominations. Um, anything you guys have seen that... I mean, I think, we all I think saw we, Green Book, but I, any I would guys, agree that have we, you watched Bohemian Rhapsody yet? <laughs> I, I honestly couldn't get through it. It was so bad. Um, uh, the same thing happened to me. I started it, and I didn't finish it. I have to say, like, uh, this again, this is stepping on what I was going to talk to you guys about with the Fixies, but let's just do it. Um, I mean, to me, 2019 is an infinitely better year for movies. Um and I don't know if that's just because we've seen more. It just to me seems like there's a lot, a lot more films of substance this year. Um, and looking back, especially looking at the films that were nominated for Oscars, you know, I know I was really high on A Star Is Born. I think that movie's very good, but you know, I I don't know that it is it fading. It, it might a little bit, and yeah, yeah. I, this this, yeah. I mean, I think what I what I want to talk to you guys about. Um, on Saturday, I mean, I think there's some real standouts. I mean, to me, the favorite um, 
Roma are, are really stand out amongst kind of a, 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 a shitty year. You know, you've got... It's top heavy. Yeah, it's definitely top it heavy. It is. And, you know, we all were like sort of different levels of middling on Vice, which, you know, you go back to 2015 and you compare that to, you know, I bet, I, who knows if The Big Short would have been on our top five, but I mean, it's that would have been one of the best movies of this year for sure. Of, of 2018, um, yeah. Yeah. It's also interesting what we got right that uh, of movies we didn't actually particularly like. Like, I'm looking, if Beale Street could talk... For me, at least I don't remember what your opinion, but I just it didn't resonate with me, and it's, no, it's like I neither. feel like it didn't. Yeah, no, I'm with you nothing. guys. It faded, it faded, and I I was I put it I, I gave it a few nominations, um, but even in doing so, and even going back and listening to the fixies, I'm like, yeah, God, you know, I feel like if I'd thought about that a little bit, maybe it wouldn't have made it. I don't know. It obviously, you know, hindsight is 2020, but you're right. Like I think we. I think we did a good job with a mediocre year, well, and I think Lee, we celebrated the number, right movies. Your number one was um, is Beautiful uh, Boy, and I yeah. want you guys to rewatch this. This is an amazing movie. I I I think you guys you stand by that a hundred percent. It's still my favorite movie of that year, and I've well, seen we it again. Plans to all watch the the, the three top picks. Um, I know, which I think would that. still be interesting to do. Yeah. Um, I I just think I think Beautiful Boy is an amazing movie. I think it. I think it absolutely 100% touched me in a certain way. Like, and I, I think that played a huge factor. Uh, Jeremy, I honestly would be interested in hearing your opinion now that you have a child. <laughs> that, I mean, I think it makes a difference, but it also is, I think, really well made. I think he does some amazing things with music, and I think he does a really great job with kind of portraying this life that that this character grew up in. And I think there's all these very important pieces it's it's really well done and then on top of everything look like it's happened before a performance can make a movie and and Timothy Chalamet turned in a generational performance in that movie so that has to be factored into hmm. well you weren't the only one obviously that thought he was great in that movie because yeah, I I he was my yeah. favorite supporting actor um okay guys decade as a whole I mean, let's let's say 1970s is the best decade in movie history. Okay, so let's use that as the bar. The 2010s. This, I think we it's have. It's hard. It's hard to take like a macro perspective. For it some is. Reason. 2010 and 2015 were excellent years. We're, we're still close to it. I think we have. I think we have 2017, 2016, 2011 pretty bad years um i think this was a below average decade well i mean if you want to take it by numbers say right i just if we're doing it that way 2010 2015 and let's give 2019 up there that's three out of the 10 years that were good and then a bunch average so i get maybe it's an average year you know maybe it's an average year and again i know it's hard yeah, hard, uh, an average decade. Sorry. Okay, well, I know let's it's hard, read. Let's, very hard let's, to quantify. Let's read the 1970s best pictures. 1970, Midnight Cowboy. 71, Patton. <laughs> 72, French Connection. Oh, I'm sorry. That's 71, French Connection. Yeah, uh, you're off a year. Godfather, 72. The Sting, 73. Godfather Part nice. 2, 74. 
One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, 75. Rocky, 76. Rocky. Annie Hall, 77, over Star Wars. 78, Deer Hunter. Um, Deer Hunter. Woo, Kramer 79, Kramer. Kramer versus Kramer. That's great. That's pretty great. That's a pretty great decade. And then look at what else was nominated that year, too. Yeah, like incredible. That's what's amazing. I mean, Taxi Driver is in there. You, just, you mentioned Star Wars. The I mean, other Godfather. Apocalypse the, Now. <laughs> Apocalypse Now. I mean, this is the 70s is a is a like almost an unchallenged decade. <laughs> um, and but I only mention the 70s just because like you got to have a bar, right? Um, right, 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 right. I don't know. I mean, I think average decade. I think there were some really great movies this year. I think. Do you think the Social Network is the best movie of the decade, guys? I, I, I Jeremy, you said it, Boyhood. Chapin said I Mad said Max. I said Boyhood initially, but I think in retrospect. So I mean, I'm I'm not way off. Even if I changed like no, to Social Network is number one, it was my number two, and Boyhood right. number one. Maybe those could flip flop. And look, but, my my number two was OJ Made in America, which could very I could argue is my number my number one. So yeah, look, I think it's the top is. Amazing, which is going to be the case in any decade. Every decade is going to have, I think, some some of the greatest movies of all time. I mean, right? I feel like that's got to be true. Well, here's a question: Would and well, without revealing what, would any in the last two years, any movies in the last two years, right. make that list? Well, it's the last one year, isn't it? Because it's 2019. Or when did we do it? 2018. What our fixies? Yeah. Oh, when no, we did our, our top, our, best of the day. so top we did 10. it. Yeah. So uh, we did it before the 2018 fixies. So there were movies we hadn't seen. We hadn't seen Roma. We hadn't seen yeah. um, Beautiful Boy. I mean, there might have been some early movies from 2018 that we'd seen. Um, but it's two, possible it I could have a couple more. Hmm. I would have to relook at my list and see if they would knock something off. But yeah, and in 2018, I would put like The Favorite and Roma as potentials. Yeah. Potentials. Um, okay. So that's our decade recap. I mean, look, like I, I think you I think know what I want to do. I think it's interesting to look back. What you do you know want to see? see? I want to see a sequel to the social network done by. So there was talk about that, but how smart would that be? I mean, they so captured the importance of Facebook and then, then yeah, doing time. one now with how what's happened it's just like a movie about our moms on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my grand, my yeah. grandmother. <laughs> no, but like, and then to like you know, deal with like, like election yeah. interference, yeah, the political stuff aspects like that. of it. Yeah. No, it. There was a talk about it. I heard there was talk about it. It wouldn't surprise me to see it. But like, they, I mean, it's it's not just the subject matter of the social network. It's what. Aaron Sorkin and Fincher, how they were able to capture that. Can that, be, can that be done again? I don't know. Well, that's also another reason to talk about that movie as the best of the decade because it captured the time so well. Yeah. Like, whereas, like, Boyhood doesn't necessarily capture the dec- that decade. Yeah, the movie, um, of the, the movie of our time argument yeah. that, you know, movies like Up in the Air and American Beauty get social network absolutely is that movie is the movie and of that the should factor into it because i think that's a hard thing to capture and sure. it does okay so that will wrap things up for the decade recap show of the get your film fix podcast guys mm-hmm. 
it's finally here. Our next show will be the Fixie Awards oh my for God. 2019. Oh my I God. am so two parter, two excited. Two parter. I am so excited. I actually am considering just not going to work for the next three days. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I, I really don't have any more movies to watch. I, I hope plan no on one literally, at work uh, listen yeah, to this podcast. You, I literally plan on do? just, just like, like, I'm I mean, just going to stare at my list. It'll go faster. I know. I'm just going to stare at my list and tweak and move, like just uh, analyze my list, which is just stressing put, put, me out. Put them out on like really nice paper. Imagine. Each yeah, category yeah. to sit there and yeah. analyze it, move things around. Oh, uh, it's gonna be epic. Um, but yes, uh, I can't wait. I hope our audience is, is as excited as we are. Uh, we do plan to play uh, your voice recordings of your best of the decades throughout that show, so you still have time to send us more of those to feedback at getyourfilmfixpodcast.com. Let us know what your favorite movie, may, favorite performance favorite anything really of 2019 was we'd be happy to hear it we'd be happy to play it okay so hope you enjoyed the show we will see you at the fixies i'm staying i'm finishing my coffee enjoying my coffee